0: Natural, sure. Well, next time I'll just. uh... (laughs) It works better the first three minutes. It does. Next time I'm just gonna. I'm just going to start it, and you'll walk in, and... and that's it. Hey, what's going on? And let's see how that works. That's right. Well, this is uh, another episode of From the Confessional podcast, yeah. and uh, like it. So I jumped the gun. That that's okay. Already. That's great. So if you're if you're listening to the podcast and not watching it on Facebook, we did pray. Yeah, we did already pray. I just want, I want to be clear on that. You know, I gotta I gotta say uh, on our Facebook uh-huh. um, page we have we have a video that's got almost three thousand views hmm. now. And that's the tour of the Family oh. Life Center, right? Okay. Uh, but here's here's what I noticed. A little piece of information came up about that. Right. It tells you what demographic of people are watching it the most. What does it resonate with the most? Is that right? Yes. Could you guess? Um, hold on, I don't know. I got a hospital chap quote. Oh, here we here. go. Take it. Yes, Joel. Right, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh hey, okay, DJ. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Then. I'm right there. Then. Okay, thank you. 21. Gotcha. Bye-bye. Friend, you're going to be on your own. On my own. <laughs> this is what happens in the life of the church. Yeah, I got someone who's actually dying okay. in the hospital. Oh, see, oh you got to go see him. Okay. Yep, oh, absolutely. absolutely. I emergency room, so yeah, I yeah. Dying, so get of, of course. Absolutely. Happy podcasting. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and by the way... Women. That's the demographic that watches that video the most. True, it's 65 and older that it resonates with, but it is women that are 65 and older. It's probably the population that watches Facebook on Facebook. It's, <laughs> it's po- Don't it's, take offense if you're okay. under not, that, not but it's the majority, fact, yeah, yeah that's sure. Regardless what you sure, saw, I'm exactly. sure all your videos, maybe is probably. probably, they, they would be high in that oh, category. Yes. Oh yes, right? for sure. Yeah, I think I think I watched it. Not on Facebook, though. Was it on YouTube, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. on so there I mean, as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, probably the guys wouldn't. Nah. No. No, no not, not so much. No, not so much. Yeah. Well. <laughs> we'll see you soon. All right. Chat away, buddy. That's Chat right, away. That's right. Exactly. Oh, sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, we are going to continue with this episode, and... A couple of things that we can uh, talk about, well, I'll talk about and you can listen about, uh, would be everything that's kind of going on here at a parish level. It's funny because last week we spoke about the importance of taking a breath, taking some time uh, during Lent, and uh, just pausing and seeing uh, what, what can be done in order to not just make Lent meaningful, but make your life meaningful, right? And so, one uh, of the biggest thing is 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 pausing, taking some time. Well, that that, that doesn't. <laughs> we're we're really good at um, giving advice, and a lot of times we're good at following it. But sometimes we're terrible with it, and that's one of the uh, instances I think in this situation. Um, it just seems like everything gets booked and scheduled around uh, uh, d- during Lent. Um, it's a act, very active time for the church and those of you who, who attend church especially catholic church you know how active lent is if it's not uh, just mass of course but you got stations of the cross happens a lot we got fish fries going on you've got uh, we've got praise and worship that we do during lent and all these things that help us build up towards uh, easter and of course then there's there's planning for all the easter stuff and if you've ever had to plan for anything easter in the church Uh, It's a great deal of of things that go go unnoticed, Uh, everything from the decorations to uh, the music that's played. Everything is very specific. Everything is geared towards that moment of resurrection. In fact, if you attend Mass here at St. Peter, you'll notice something during our Lent. Um, When we are having our procession during Mass, you won't hear a song sung. It is simply played on the piano, very somber, very solemn. And everything's intentional. Everything is, is leading up to. Uh, but my point is, we're sp- <laughs> I think we're supposed to be slowing down. And sometimes we don't. We're, um, and maybe that's something personal. Sometimes I'm just really good at giving advice and not always great at following, whether it be my own advice or somebody else's advice. I think it's hard to take advice to heart. Um, but what I'm finding <clears throat> is that in leadership, uh, it's absolutely essential. Uh, obviously, it's a must-have. I do this Bible study every morning, and um, this this one I'm particularly doing with some of our leaders in the youth, and it has to do with leadership, and the study is called Learning to Lead Like Jesus. It's just very interesting this morning, some of the stuff I'll share with you, uh, a couple of things that I read, and then what really hit me. And The first, the very first statement right out of the gate of my Bible study this morning was a large part of leadership is helping people become better at what they do. Now, that makes sense. I mean, if you abstractly kind of removed yourself and thought about, well, leadership, of course, well, it's you, you're trying to get people to do better, but here, here's the second sentence that says, when you lead people to grow into their potential, you empower them to become better team members, right? And this element of leadership can be frustrating for the people you lead because they might not understand what you are trying to do or they might not believe in themselves. And that really struck a chord with me. I can think so often of when people were trying to lead me to be better because they saw potential in me and they saw what I was capable of or am capable of and all I want to do is just be comfortable and sit back and just kind of not really skate through, but stay in my comfort zone, I guess would be a, a, a better way of putting it. Stretch myself, but just not too far. Now, what good leaders do is they take somebody like me and they, they give me a push. They, they help put some fire uh, in my belly and, and say, you know what, you've got a, a lot more that you can offer. Uh, What I see in you is this. And that is a frustrating thing because we we fall into complacency. And I don't know if that's a human tendency. It's got to be. And I like being comfortable. I I think most people like being comfortable. Um, But we have to fight against that. And the leaders that are the best leaders are the ones that do exactly that. They frustrate you, right? Um, They are challenging you to get out of that comfort zone and move forward with your own leadership skills. Most of you watching or listening probably have a job, you work, and you then have somebody over you unless you're the absolute CEO. But even then, there's still people that are leaders and and help lead you. And I guess one of the challenges I see, and maybe, maybe you see it too, is uh, do we actually believe in our leaders? Do we believe that what they want for us is what's best. Or do we even believe in their vision? And I think a lot about the church with that. Um, Jesus, right? Pretty great leader. And he challenged at every turn, not just people that he would talk to, but his own apostles. How many times were, were, was he rebuking or or showing them, no, listen, I you're not getting it. This is actually what I mean. And, of course, Peter, who our church is uh, named after, was one of the greatest examples of someone who (laughs) needed to be pushed and uh, taken out of his comfort zone and uh, shown what's right, what's wrong. He's had fiery passion, and I I identify so much with Peter in that way. I have a lot of fiery passion, and sometimes I just leap, I jump all in. So I'll give you the, for instance, uh, at the Last Supper, when Jesus was washing the feet of the apostles, right? And he comes to Peter, and Peter says, No, 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 I'm paraphrasing, please. Unless, this might be in the Message Bible, how I'm saying it, but I am paraphrasing. Um, You know, Peter says, No, 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 you're not going to wash my feet. Uh, No way. Uh, uh, I'm going to be washing yours. Uh, I am unworthy of that. And, And Jesus, you know, I could just see the frustration starting to build after years of ministry with Peter, and him just saying, no, listen, you got to understand. I need to show you how to lead, and that's by serving. And then what does Peter do? You think that after these years of being with Jesus, he gets it and he moves forward, but no. Peter jumps all in once again and says, well then, not just my feet, but my whole body too, just cleanse me. And, And Jesus, I... I wish I could be there in those moments and just see his reaction. I'd like to see his facial expression when he was talking to Peter and, you know, Jesus just saying, listen, Peter, no, your feet are good enough. All right. What I'm trying to show you, you're you're not quite getting it there, bud. You're excited. You're on fire. I get it. And I love that. But uh, you got to focus here, buddy. Like, you know, snap, snap, listen, focus on me. And uh, I think we have a lot of those kind of people in our school systems uh, whatever it is, uh, we have to get them focused. And so often that's me. And that's why I identify with Peter. I think probably the best of all the apostles is to understand leadership is going to take me out of my comfort zone and it's going to show me things that I never thought of. And it's going to push me and get me frustrated. Another thought that came out of the Bible study, um, was good leaders the statement by Ron Edmondson is good leaders will frustrate you like I said it'd be, it be price frustrating your best leaders will always frustrate you and uh it, in the Bible States it, it taught him a couple of lessons the first one being you must trust your leaders and the and the second one being good leaders aren't afraid to challenge people and then the the last one says uh, being a leader requires you to make people uncomfortable it requires you To make people uncomfortable in in our leadership roles and what we're trying to do with our youth, especially, is to understand that being a leader is not a popularity contest. And it doesn't mean that everybody has to love you. In fact, uh, it might be quite the opposite. The, The really great leaders push and make you so uncomfortable that you grow. Isn't that the point of leadership—to make people grow? And what I find is I'm—I'm I'm the most stubborn on the front end of it. Meaning, when you make me uncomfortable, I'm really stubborn. I'm not that great at doing it. But on the back end of it, if you—if you push me enough and make me uncomfortable, and then I grow from that, the appreciation for that is exponential. Uh, how I feel about a leader that does that for me far surpasses um, any leader that uh, just was nice and just always tells me what a great job I do and how great I am. And then, then I get full of myself and my head grows. Right. And, uh, that's, that's never been good for someone like me. Maybe it, maybe you, you thrive under that, but I certainly do not. So I would ask that uh, we all take a look at how we view our leaders. Number one, do we believe in their leadership? Right. And, And again, Jesus is the ultimate example do we believe in a leader's leadership? And then two, do we believe in ourselves? You know, do do we believe so much in ourselves that uh, wherever we're placed, whatever we're supposed to be doing, that we have the tools uh, or at least the capacity to gain the tools um, that we can accomplish the task at hand? And that's really where Christianity uh, bends you and and forces you to remember that uh, you don't have it all figured out and you won't. Until you meet Jesus face to face. And that's a tough thing. Uh, for me, that's very difficult. I like to sometimes think I've got it figured out, at least in certain areas of my life. But what I find is um, the, the longer I live and the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know much of anything. Uh, when we're young, we, we think we know it all, and then all of a sudden we start to live some life and realize that that's not true. So I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I think it's good rambling. I, I think we need to reflect on ourselves and and how we view great leaders so I, I guess ultimately what it boils down to is do you believe in jesus do you believe in his leadership because if the answer is yes it's going to make you very uncomfortable but it's also going to make you grow into the person that we were created to be do you believe in yourself that's that's another big question do you believe that god has given you the tools And then the capacity to handle whatever comes your way. Uh, St. Teresa, write one of her famous quotes. The Lord will never give me anything I can't handle. I just wish he didn't trust me so much. And how true that is. Um, I I feel like even right now in this season of my life, he trusts me a lot. And you might feel that same way. But just remember, if it's on your plate, if it's in, in your life, you can handle it. I was speaking with my oldest son. He's got a difficult situation. He's a junior in high school, and he's got a difficult situation to handle right now. Very difficult. Um, And uh, he really was dreading it last night, knowing that they have to go to school today and probably handle this situation with one of his friends. And something just kind of sparked in me. Something, I, I really believe the Holy Spirit kind of led me to say this to him. And it went something to this effect. I said, Uh, Noah, here's the thing. God is already there. He's already in that moment. He knows what you need to do. He knows where you're going to be. And he's there waiting for you and encouraging you. And if you pray to the Spirit, he's going to give you the words to say. And somehow, I know it resonated with him, but I think maybe more so even with me. Again, remember at the beginning, I said I'm really great at giving advice, but maybe not always great at following it. This is one I'm really going to try to stick to, knowing that when something difficult is coming in my life or something I don't want to do or something that I'm facing, right, uh, I got to remember that already there in that moment when I have to face it, when I have to get there, that God is waiting, that he has always been waiting for me there and is encouraging. If I'm doing what's right, if I'm doing what he wants me to do, um there's no fear. Now, I'm not sure if it's 100% true. I'd have to look up the statistics. and uh, But I believe it's 365 times in scripture. It says something to the effect of do not be afraid or do not fear or, or something to that effect. 365 times in the scriptures. How many days are there in a year? That's right. It's one for every single day. It's a reminder that If we really belong to him, what do we possibly fear? What is there that's greater than God? What is there that's greater that that God could not handle? And, you know, on on an abstract viewpoint, nothing. Obviously, the answer is nothing. There's nothing God can't handle. There's nothing that God can't take you through and and get you through. But when you're in it, right in the thick of it, when everything comes crashing down, I think that's where our faith really is. I don't think our faith is always necessarily just on Sunday mornings when we come to worship. Obviously, we receive Jesus. The faith is there for sure. But you want to know the level of your faith? Find out when life is most difficult for you. And right in the middle of it all, are you talking to Jesus? And I don't mean yelling at him. I mean, are you asking his advice? Are you seeking his counsel? Because if you are then I would say your faith is strong. But if we're looking either to ourselves or to someone else to get us through those moments, then our faith is probably strong, but it's strong in the wrong place. It's strong in ourselves or it's strong in somebody else. And that's a that's a difficult thing. That's a really difficult thing. In the heat of the moment, right when you're in the thick of battle, who do you trust the most? This lens is a great time to really think about that and, and kind of journey through that. And um, I think that when we're ready to lead, right? When 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 we are ready to be the example, um, it's because we've been tested. Uh, we've followed great leaders, or we we uh, see those great leadership styles, and then we put them into place. Um, here's the last paragraph of my Bible study this morning, and it says, "As scary as it is, the only way to do meaningful." work. The only way to do meaningful work is to challenge people, and to make people feel uncomfortable, and to frustrate people, right? Sometimes you have to make people mad. Not for the sake of being a jerk, but to lead people into a new understanding of themselves. And I guess that's what I would really challenge everybody to do, is look at your life. Where do you need to be uncomfortable? Who needs to push you? And And don't be afraid to speak to a friend to ask them to kind of push you a bit, make you a little uncomfortable in your life. It can be something as easy as, um, hey, I I really love it if at the end of every week you called me up or texted me and asked me how many times I prayed, right? Or how how much scripture did I read this week? Or what's three good things that you've done for somebody this week? Or uh, what are the things that you're thankful for for this week, right? It doesn't have to be this very difficult uh, thing to do, but rather having almost like an accountability partner, somebody who's going to say, hey, you know what? I, I really want you to grow. And, and to that end, how are you growing? Are you growing? W- what do we need to do to, to get you there? So uh, as, as, we, as I wrap up this episode of From the Confessional, which will be um, a little bit shorter of a one, which is okay, uh, I guess maybe... Uh, I'm a lot more introspective looking at myself through this episode, but maybe it's resonating with you too. Maybe you're looking for great leadership. Hmm? or Maybe you're struggling with great leadership. Maybe you're in leadership. Whatever it is, the model is always Christ. There is no other. The model is always Christ. And if that's the case, if that is true, then... Follow that example. Challenge people. Not to be a jerk, but challenge them to be better. Challenge them to grow. Wouldn't it be terrible if at the end of someone's life, they were just mediocre? They just kind of did the bare minimum, whatever the status quo was. I believe every person wants to be great. I believe every person wants their lives to truly matter. To do that, We have to grow constantly, no matter your age. And to do that...